two experts, one show, and everything Riverland football. Seriously, who writes these scripts? <laughs> what is this, amateur hour? Yeah. Well, at least they love the game. And maybe a... Responsibly, of course. The Kick-Ons Podcast with Lions in Dillo, quenching your thirst for the latest in Riverland football. So turn it up. As the grind of another pre-season concludes, we're all met by the excitement and the possibilities of a new season in Riverland football. After two seasons affected by a COVID hiatus and lockdowns in 2021, Riverland football has stood up defiantly and is back in full flight. Welcome to season 2022 on the Kick-Ons podcast from wherever you're listening in. I'm your host, Brendan Lyons, and joining me is a man who's still happy to work with me after a, a big pre-season on the Kick-Ons early edition. He's been well prepped from that. So joining me, uh, and let's welcome him back, uh, Kick-Ons family. He's uh, Paringa Swans Premiership coach, Nick Dillon, and he joins us for the first time in season 2022. Thanks, Lindsay. I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the Kick-Ons team. What the- We're a bunch of unique individuals. Lines, Jackson, Farmadillo, and myself. Uh, to We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right. And sometimes you're not even going to agree with us, but that's okay because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us every week because we just love the footy. Wow. (laughs) Well, that was truly a unique introduction, man. (laughs) Wow. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I don't think anyone did on Channel 7 when Brett Kirk started spilling that out of his gob either. Well, mate, um, that you that was just uh, note perfect, that was. <laughs> I was not seeing that coming at all. But uh, well done, mate. Like I said, truly, truly unique introduction. I wasn't expecting to kick the season off like that. <laughs> uh, we're I'll, back with a bang, mate. Here we come. We should. I'll, uh, I'll talk to our producers about our, uh, our off button. But, yeah, it seemed to work quite well. <laughs> so... <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's it's great to have you back. Uh, here we are, season twenty twenty two. Remember, you can keep up to date every week downloading the Kick Ons podcast throughout the season on the Spotify and Apple Podcast networks and the Marks Up Facebook page. And if your business would like to advertise in our growing social media network, get in touch with our team at MarksUpRiverland at gmail dot com. We've got some exciting segments coming up this season, haven't we, Dillo? And yeah, uh, we sure do, mate. Yep, and including yeah. a uh, a range of guests will be rolling out every week. Absolutely, and some of the, those uh, segments that we will have, we'll have some power rankings after round one where we'll go through where teams sit in that struggle for the uh, ultimate number one spot, a bit of a West, uh, Westies update. Hopefully we'll get some yep. some of the uh, information from the team down at um, down at uh, West Adelaide, some of our kids and um, you know, in, in the development ranks there. And we might just slip in some special edition episodes, and but we'll keep a, keep a lid on that for now, I think. Yeah, I think we'll keep our cards close to our chest because we've got some surprises coming up there that we'd uh, – uh, we're we looking do. forward to rolling these out. But on this episode, though, mate, we're kicking the season off with a bang. Uh, we're going to reveal the newest member to the Kick-Ons family who will be joining us throughout this year. We'll give you a bit of a clue. And as of this year, um, he he is a former player. He is retired now. Uh, but he went out with a flag in 2021, and it's made it an RFL A-grade flag and B-grade 
flags to his name. So we'll catch up with him soon. Um, we're also going to talk uh, women's football. We're going to shine the spotlight on how their season is uh, shaping up, and we're going to talk with a triple premiership Berry player in Dana Riddle. So we'll get to her. Plus, we've been. Uh, Pumping this one up for a few weeks, haven't we, Dillo? We're bringing back a man who's been missing from the Riverland football scene, but his people have talked to our people and we've got him, haven't we? We have, mate. I think I gave it away in Brett Kirk's big rant earlier, but uh, yeah, he'll be back well and truly. We'll, we'll talk to him a bit later. But let's not forget, we've also got uh, Josh Nelson from Locks and North to talk a bit of B grade footy and how the Panthers are going as well. So, an action packed episode uh, this week. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, mate. And uh, look, some big news uh, for, from our end this week. Um, Look, mate, the awards are back this year, fully supported uh, by some great sponsors that have come on board this week. Yeah, absolutely wrap, mate. We put the call out there last week. We had a bit of trouble trying to uh, attract a, a sponsor there for a little while, but we've got somebody on board. So the big news was that we've got Lefty's Greek Street Eats taking on the naming rights for the Riverland A-grade competition mm-hmm. MVP Tasty. award, which we run and marks up. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And just like his delicious cuisine, Lefty's put up a delicious cash prize of 500 bucks for the winner. Um, so it's great to have Lefty on board. We may be even be able to get some content from the great man during the years. He's a pretty knowledgeable man of all things footy, so hopefully we may even be able to get him on, on the uh, pod at some stage as well, Lines. Indeed. Very pleased to welcome back Hoops Auto and four-wheel drive as well with the independence, mate, for another year supporting independent footy. So make sure you zoom into the store down there at Remark Avenue to see Hoops, Trevor and the team, get all your auto spare parts and ARB four-wheel drive equipment. So great to have them on board. And they've actually put up a $500 ARB voucher for the Hoops Auto and four-wheel drive MVP award. So Ooh. independent footy, getting, getting a look in there too. That's it. Some big cash being splashed around. And another one uh, we should get to is our women's MVP. Um, another new sponsor with Bailey Bell Lavender coming on board. Our owners, Peter and Vicky, were keen to get on board in 2020, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, with COVID getting in the way of that one. But it's great that they've stuck through and uh, and come back for this year um, and supporting local female football. If you haven't seen their products, check out their Facebook page to see their lavender oils and soaps. They're putting up an $80 voucher for the winner along with a whopping cash prize of Five hundred dollars uh, at the end of the season, mm. mate. So, um, look, uh, it's a, it's exciting, isn't it? Oh, mate, just fantastic to see these businesses coming on board to support local footy, and you know, it's not just the A-grade competition. We've got independence, we've got females covered as well, and um, the, all three are fantastic businesses. Wrapped to have them on board, mate. So, thank you to those those guys, and uh, we'll be sure to give them a plug throughout the year. Indeed we will, because this show, we cannot keep rolling this out every week without the support of local business, so we're very, very happy and appreciative to have them on board. But just before we dive into our round one preview, let's uh, let's look back a little bit uh, over the kick-ons early edition where we featured the best 18, which uh, we were just absolutely wrapped with the engagement we got from our kick-on family listeners out there every week. So, uh, look, we uh, we went back uh, through, did a bit of scrolling through the week, and we've come up with our top five comments, uh, your comments uh, from the kick-ons family across the preseason on the Marks Up Facebook page. So uh, let's, let's go with it. I'll kick it off with uh, number one came in. Uh, this was... Uh, just last week with the Wonka Best 18. And how's this for a stinger? Second best fullback in the family, Henry Bobolak said to Jack Bobolak. <laughs> so a bit of Loxton and uh, yeah, Wonka a- rivalry there and a bit of family rivalry. So Yeah, abs- absolutely. 
No, it's bloody good. They're bloody good players, both those lads. So it's uh, good to see them getting, getting in a bit of banter on, on the Facebook there. That's it, right? And uh, yeah, what's number two? So uh, it's number two, I really like this one. Stepping uh, stepping down, sick of getting tagged every week was Ralph Little's response to uh, uh, to Steve Kosh on, on being on the edge of Loxton's best 18. So uh, Ralph, you know, has obviously been around for a long, long time and uh, you know, he has been one, and he's probably resurrected his career in some ways in he the did, past yeah. couple of years with some fantastic seasons of footy. So um, yeah, we can understand that. Ralph's can, sick of getting tagged, just sit on the bench and just start off there and, and work his way back into the game. And uh, this one that surfaced uh, last week on the Wonka Best 18, I-, I love this one. Now, this one's got a bit of subtext to it because, look, we named Cody Schulz on the half-forward line for Wonka. Typo on our, we apologise to young Cody that it should have been Cody Schutz who was lining up on the half-forward flank. So am I bad on our end? But it doesn't get past some of the smart cookies out there amongst our listeners and... Uh, yeah, Joe Hogg has noticed that um, <laughs> that uh, there's another Shules in the side and uh, Shane Shules, the Wonka legend, has jumped on and said, uh, you can never have too many Shuleses in a side. Yeah, it's very, very good. Uh, and yeah, especially, yeah, you definitely want another Shane Shields on your side. Absolutely. But uh, I believe that was actually uh, Beefy's fault um, when oh, I got the right. spelling off him. So yeah, we'll, we'll blame Beefy. So. Okay, there goes the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on, yeah, that's it. Put it on the beefy. No, uh, that's all us. And then, well, the other one, we, I actually made another area in there as well with uh, we put in Lachlan Beer was actually Leighton Beer uh, in the back pocket. So uh, apologies to, to Leighton as well. Yeah, and there's a, probably an honourable mention uh, that uh, someone jumped on and said, well, Leighton Bill, they still need the water run. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, so oh, an honourable well. mention there uh, goes in. Uh, so number four, this was a, a favourite of mine. Um, uh, Harry Latham decided to load up on uh, Tom Charlton, who's uh, one of the leading Renmark Rovers forwards, uh, saying he maybe should bulk up a little bit and play a real position. And... Uh, so actually, no, sorry, it was Luke Anthony, uh, sorry, who decided uh, to uh, throw a bit of banter Tom Charlton's way, but it was Harry Latham that uh, interjected uh, with uh, Says You Noodle Arms. Oh, Noodle Arms. That yep. was a great no, one. It's a good one. Don't, don't mind it at all. And uh, number five, a little bit of an expletive on, in this one. It was only on the one that popped up this week on the uh, Barmer Monash Best 18. was, holy f***. These guys have no idea when it comes to uh, <laughs> picking these best 18s. That was Berry's uh, Mitchell Folds, the good mate Sexton Mitchell, about his inclusion in, in the Ruse best 18. So a bit of banter between those two there, and and uh, and we don't mind uh, having the piss taken out of us either. So a bit of fun Not there. at all. That's right. Yep. It kind of uh, – it, it just encapsulates the whole thing with the best 18. Look, it was our best guess with uh, so a little bit of research and a little bit of intel, but look, we – we put our necks on the line putting these best 18s out there, but it's great to hear, um, yeah, uh, somebody maybe reading in between the lines that maybe we don't have any idea. <laughs> but, uh, but look, well, let's yeah. be honest, who knows what's going to happen around? I mean, we're, exactly. we're about to talk round one footy, but we've got zero idea what's going to happen when they get out there, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what, what comes of it this week once uh, all is said and done. That's right, how around the mark or way off the mark we are, it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, we really appreciate everyone's engagement there on the uh, the best 18. And, uh, look, perhaps uh, you might like to keep that going uh, through the rest of the year. So, uh, jump on the Marks Up Facebook page and engage with all of our content because we've got the power rankings coming up, which I think might uh, 
you know, stir a bit of discussion there. So keep your eyes out for that one. But uh, till then, Dillo, let's build it up. There it is. And let's get into our preview of round one, 2022. And uh, it all begins this Saturday. And uh, look, kicking off the draw will be the uh, rematch of last year's uh, preliminary final between Renmark and Loxton down at Renmark Oval. And it's actually got another layer of poetry to it in uh, in Riverland football that this was actually the return game from round one last year that Loxton got up. Do you think it's going to be the same scenario this year, Dillo? It could well be, mate. I mean... You know, Remark, they, they just timed their run perfectly last year. You know, but when they're up and about, they're going to be, I think, they're there or thereabouts as far as premiership credentials go. It's just a matter of where they're up and about for round one. Um, I know they've got a couple of issues with COVID. There's going to be a few guys out, a few guys making their debut as well. But all clubs are going to be dealing with that throughout the year. So um, it's it's a big, big game and it's a home game as well. You always want to start off in, in, with a win in front of your home crowd, and they get pretty vocal down there at Remmark, So, But they will miss Tom Charlton, I believe. Tom uh, might be out with uh, the protocols, um, potentially Brody Rover and, and Dave Kinnear as well. And But they will um, potentially debut a few guys as well. I think maybe Dane Austin might come in for his, for his first one. Uh, uh, Morgan Edwards, I believe, as well. Um, Dan Wolford, of course, who who uh, comes across to the club, will play his first game for the club, and young Decky Johnson as well. So a few debutants there for the Rovers. As for the Tigers, mate, well, um, you know, we, we saw what they did early on last year, didn't they, in, in round one with that, um, that upset win. Um, what do you think of them as far as that round one team goes, and can they knock off Remark? Well, yeah, they, they've definitely got the ability to do it. And, look, all right, we, we take into a, um, account some of the, some of the outs uh, that you just mentioned there and some of the – uh, more inexperienced players coming in to fill those gaps for Renmark. Look, it's it's wide open. Uh, Loxton coming in at full strength to uh, yeah um, to to take out this one, but you can't underestimate Renmark at all. Uh, quality side uh, that uh, you know even when they had their issues last year, um, they were able to bring guys in like Harrison Brown and. Uh, Timmy Blight stood up uh, there towards the middle of the season as well. So they've got the ability to fill in those gaps. So it's I don't think it's necessarily going to be the gates open for Loxton just to waltz in on this one. Um, I, I think they can win it, um, but they're, they're going to have to come at it uh, with full intent. Yep, absolutely, mate. Uh, looking forward to seeing Luke Harder play his first game for the Tigers as, as well. Shall we move on to the uh, Berry v Wakery game at uh, RFL HQ, mate? Because I'm pretty pretty confident a lot of people are very interested to see how the Demons will go this year with a couple of new recruits and obviously the youngsters getting another year into them. Indeed, and uh, I actually uh, some footage surfaced uh, during the week uh, on the uh, Berry. Facebook page that was there from their trial match against Mandala, I believe, at RFL headquarters. And I had a bit of yep. a look over it, and I tell you what, Matty Hodge is looking great there in the middle. Um, those, those that big body, that presence mm. in the middle that Barry haven't had for a while. Like he was, uh, you know, taking on blokes and and like basically setting up the next play of guys running through. Like I, I saw one um, chain. Where Maddie got the ball on to uh, Shay Hawkins, who you know who's dangerous out there running on the wing, and Shay was actually on the inside of everything this time. So it's kind of seeing a change in his game as well. 
and uh, also saw some potency up the front with um, Tom Finlay, which uh, Clint Ridgway was telling us he will play that role up there more so than where he was down back last year. So mm-hmm. seeing some really good signs there by Berry, but they've got to do all of that against the measuring stick of the competition. Absolutely. And there's... Yeah, I know Remark have obviously been the, the premiers, but Wakery have been the litmus test during the the minor rounds over the past couple of years, and they um, they have an outstanding team down there. We're obviously bringing Brad Helbig into that side. They've got Tim Bevan still held, held on to the Spenceley boys, who are just you know they get them for the whole season this year. So that's got to have an impact having having both those boys running around the whole season. Um, fingers crossed, touch wood with injury. So. You get those guys in, in the mix and you throw Dustin Gordon up forward and, and it's just experience on every single line yeah. for, for Wakery. And, you know, it's a tough ask for Berry, but at the same time, I don't think they'd mind that. I think they'd love to have that challenge first up to go, okay, let's find out where we're at. Let's see how we compare against the big boys. And if if they come off with, you know, uh, a close you know, match or even a win, that obviously that's, that'd be amazing. And they nearly had that win last year if it wasn't for Lockie Nitschke that's right, kicking that yeah. goal after the siren. So there are thereabouts, the demons. So we'll see what they're made of on Saturday. Yeah, indeed. I think it's going to be interesting to see where they fall uh, after this one. But, yeah, Wakery, as always, you would expect to be um, – I would probably err on the side of saying that they're they're the favourites for this one. But uh, for it's they're all there for Barry uh, to, to go at it. And just seeing – um, that little bit more strength in their midfield, how that uh, goes against Wakery, who are mm-hmm. by foot dangerous through there. So, um, you know, we, we could see a really good midfield battle here. Uh, in fact, an arm wrestle. So we get on to the, uh, the, other, the, the final match of the round one for the RFL, and this is the, the rematch of the draw. Now, um, we don't want to see anyone kissing sisters or dancing with sisters anymore. We want to see a result on this one. And uh, both of these teams, Locks and North and Barham and Monash, will be going all out to ensure that they come away with maximum points on this one. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting one there out at Panther Park. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Neither side wants to start the year with a draw. It's an absolute uh, disaster if that happens. Not because you know, it's the end of the world, but you, you want to get a win first up. To get that two points would be so valuable for the confidence of either side after pretty tough years last year. Um, both young teams, both teams that um, you know will be exciting to watch. I think at times during the year there's going to be other times where they they are going to battle, and that's the you know that's the job of uh, you know of Corey at Barmer and Brett at Locks North to make sure that they're keeping those guys you know um, in the right headspace when when things aren't going their way. But it's if you're, I've said this before. If you're a supporter on the sideline, don't be stressed about the the wins column in 2022. Be excited about the kids that are out there getting an opportunity and, and the chance to grow themselves into A grade footballers. And and that's what I'm looking forward to. And you know, both teams have still got some experience out there. You know, you just look at Locks and Northland. Still got Josh Void out there, Justin Proud, Joel Worsfold, Anton Cook. Um, you know, Pickles Arnold still around the place. Michael Scott, Matty Ample. So still quality footballers there. And then, you know, you, you roll across the bar and Monash and they've got the Jake Smiths and Mason Milton obviously comes with a wealth of experience down at Westies and uh, Jed Millington's been there for a long time, Jack Barker, and the list goes on and on, Sam Butterworth and, and Ben, ben Drogamala. So 
it's probably not as bad as it looks on paper because I've still got that experience there. But just watching those young kids play this year is going to be fantastic for the supporters, I reckon. Yeah, they say, and like we heard uh, from uh, Tom Melefteriatis last week, how he said he's just excited to get in and play with Jake Smith, a guy he's looked up to since back in the, uh, the his, his school days, you know, uh, watching the, the 2012 Premiership. So, you know, that there's a lot to be up and about here uh, for, for both teams and the Roos especially. Uh, well, yeah, for, for Tommy Lefty. So I hope he get he gets to uh, realise, uh, you know, with a win, um, the first time out with his, uh, with his idol there. So let's get to it and let's talk women's football now. Round one of the RFLW kicks off as well this weekend. And uh, in a big way, uh, we've got the grand final rematch, uh, Berry versus Wakery. Now the... Uh, the grand final was decided uh, by the barest of margins for the ultimate prize there, with uh, Berry getting the chocolates for the third time in a row. So I think the Magpies are going to come out uh, throwing everything at this one, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they really improved rapidly under Tim O'Hara last year, the second half of the season. They uh, made huge strides um, from where they were previously in previous years. And then, and then you only have to look back to the – there was a day game at Berry where they played the Demons. I know Berry had a couple out that day, and uh, um, but still, Wakery knocked them off that day pretty pretty comfortably, I think. So they're a much-improved team. Um, it would be interesting to see if Sarah Campbell comes back and plays. I, I don't know if you've heard anything, but obviously spending some time down at Westies playing in the yeah. league side. I'd like to hope that she'd come back and play down here, but I also know she, I think she plays at Fitzroy in Adelaide as well. So. Correct, yeah, just a, yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, so, uh, look, you, yeah, you've got to put your, your development first, and she, I hear she's going very, very well at West Adelaide, but I still mm-hmm. think uh, the Magpies will have some answers there in the midfield, uh, so it be uh, interesting uh, to see how this one goes uh, down there at RFL HQ on Saturday night. Uh, plus, I've also got... The Catters and the Ruse going at it at uh, Panther Park. So, look, it was a struggle uh, last season for the Catters, but we hope that, uh, you know, things get better because uh, we've got to hand it to AD Hogg. He's, uh, you know, really putting the hard yards in to get the girls out there and excited about uh, footy. And it's, no, it's not easy uh, when you're trying to coordinate because uh, it is a representation of both Loxton and Loxton North, uh, both clubs there. So he's got uh, a, a fair bit... Uh, Fair bit of work there, but uh, look, the girls are back this year, so hopefully, uh, you know, that elusive win will come. The, w- the one good thing I think that will come out of uh, that alliance, I guess, this year is they'll just wear one Guernsey. They're not going to wear that combined Catters Guernsey, so they're actually just going to wear a Luxon North Guernsey um, throughout the season, and I believe play all their games at a Panther Park. So, yeah. It'll feel, I guess, it'll feel more like it um, goes in, in future years when it, you know if it reverts back to Loxton or whatever. But yeah, so so they got their work cut out for them. You know, the, they have battled compared to the other four sides. But you know, like you mentioned, AD is doing a, a power of work out there. And then Barmer and Monash, they've probably been, I don't know, they've probably been a bit of an underachiever, really, haven't they? Because they've been always been there or thereabouts, but haven't quite yeah. made it work in finals and. I know that um, Bones Butterworth has done, a, once again, a, a huge amount of work to get that team together and, and his partner, Lisa, as well. And um, they've, they've done some massive things down there. And they've had some great players like Kayla Mudge and, and girls like that play some amazing football. So uh, hopefully they can um, you know, get a few wins together and, and really challenge this year as well. Yeah, so be, uh, lot, lots of reasons to be excited about the RFLW this season. And uh, we're actually going to talk a little bit later 
uh, to Dana Riddle, uh, who's a foundation player for the for the Demons there, and um, she's going to give us a bit of an insight of how things are going to shape up there for Barry's women again for the. You know, they're, they're just writing their own history every year, but uh, we'll see, catch up with her a little bit later, and uh, she'll probably give us a bit of an insight of um, who the Demons are watching as their challenger for this season. So we'll get to that. But, mate, let's motor along with our preview of round one because we have got, in independent football, we got the first super round kicking off this weekend. Uh, so that will be out at Blanchetown Oval where BSR and Saddam will be kicking off proceedings there. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I reckon it's a credit to the independent competition or the independent league, whatever they were going to end up calling themselves going forward. Um, I think it's a credit to them that they've actually you know, thought outside the box, tried something different to try and attract people to come watch their games. And you know, with no Colts competition over the past you know four or five years, essentially, um, it, it can be... To go out to all the way to Blanchetown, for example, to watch one game, that could be a little bit of a, uh, I guess, a turn-off. But now with two games there, they've got the uh, early game with BSR and Sedan and then Brownswell and Wanka. That's that's really exciting. And so um, I'm going to head out there myself and have a bit of a look, which would be which would be really good. Yeah, and uh, look, this is uh, going to be the first time we'll be seeing the unveiling of uh, these two sides with uh, quite a fair bit of recruiting being done over the off-season. We spoke with uh, Alan Harvey a few weeks ago and... Um, of his new young guns that have come back to the club and uh, perhaps uh, we might see the Mapstone brothers uh, roll out for their first uh, hit out for the Redbacks as well. So um, we're not quite sure how that's all shaping up at this point of the week, but um, on Saturday, it's going to be great to see because, uh, well, you, you said uh, this is a grand final aside BSR, but they've got a big test uh, if they're going to prove that in round one that they've got those Credentials, although it's a little bit early to be, uh, you know, but uh, look, Dilo, you put the mockers on them anyway, so what, what am I trying to uh, <laughs> smooth things over here? Because, yes, they are up against the Magpies in that well, first I, I, week. I, I think they're capable, mate. Yeah. But, and I, I think they're capable of making a grand final. They've, they had the, all the ingredients last year. They just didn't quite pull it together and injuries hurt them. Um, they'll bring in some new recruits. One one big one that we didn't have in our best eighteen, but we've since well, since found out that uh, he may be able to play is Jake Reynolds, who comes from Adelaide and uh, he's a he's a brilliant footballer. He will dominate in the independent competition, but they thought he wasn't available due to working away. But I think he might be back here a little bit more often right. um, than uh, that they previously thought. So that's a fantastic addition too. So they'll certainly be around the mark. And then I guess on the other side, you've you've got the you know, Sedan Cambray who have been. You know, forced for so long in, in this competition, and um, you know they've recruited well too. They've lost a few players still as well, but um, it, once again, a bit like Barry in the in the RFL competition, this will give the Redbacks a real indication of where they are and testing themselves against one of the best teams. Um, and yeah, I think they're going to play a pretty hard and aggressive game of footy this, uh, this year, the Redbacks, um, and I think they'll take it right up to the Magpies. Yeah. And uh, the other game uh, for the Super Round, uh, closing out the day, will be Brownswell and Wanka. Uh, so, look, again, um, one, like, we, we would expect, uh, because we we know a bit more the quantity uh, of Wanka, um, that they're probably going to come out this one, you know, probably more the favourite. But Brownswell, look, um, they could really... Uh, Surprise some people, and it's going to be those first steps uh, for their rebuild uh, for the next few rounds. So let's just see how this plays out. Yep, every game. 
last thing you want is big 100-point thrashings, which they've had in the past, because that does take its toll on you as a, um, a player, spectator. Um, you know, so hopefully that, that they don't have, have any of those. I, I don't think they will. I think they'll improve significant, significantly. Uh, whether it's enough to play finals, I'm not sure. But, you know, they've brought in some good quality players in around the footy. I think, you know, they've had some some good tolls as well at both ends with, you know, Ty McKenzie, Jeremy Miyake will probably play tall back, down back. So I think they'll be around the mark, but they're coming up against the, probably one of the best teams on paper I've, I've seen in independent football for a long, long time, at least a decade in Wanka. And, um, you know, to be able to match it with, with that Bulldog side, with some of their recruits, mate, and you know some of these boys, are, yeah. they're, they're pretty bloody handy, aren't they? Indeed, that's that's right, mate. And uh, none more so than uh, the club legend who uh, is, we, we were told last week from Tom Wood, who's been up and about um, during pre-season, which is uh, unusual, but uh, in Shane Shills. And look, it was just interesting while we're on one, because some intel came our way from uh, the irrepressible Peter Lyons, great football writer and historian. and uh, The great Peter Lyons, legend. That's it. That's right, mate. And uh, we still haven't worked out um, with with the, uh, you know, having the namesake there, whether there's any relation. But, uh, you know, maybe that's an episode for another day. But anyway, uh, Peter, great friend <laughs> of uh, Mark's Up, and he's uh, hit us with some intel that's going to be interesting to watch unfold this season in uh, – Shane Schultz begins his 28th season and he only needs 27 goals this year to reach the 800 career goal mark, mate. So it's going to be an interesting to watch. We might get our own Buddy Franklin moment maybe-esque uh, uh, later this year. Well, or it could be as He'll be fighting for those goals with... <laughs> It'll be fine for those goals with quite a few of those talented forwards up there as well. You know, you got the Stephen Raider, Dean Hill run up forward as well, um, Tark Schultz as, as well. So they've got so, so many forwards to run through that forward line. Um, but 27 goals would be nice. So, I mean, I know Daryl Tilbrook reached 800 for Cobby uh, before he retired, and then he came back last year and kicked two to sort of just tick him over a little bit. I think he won the stand 800. I think he ended up on 802. But um, those two are probably. Be, been the standout independent footballers of the past 20 years. So, um, yeah, it'd be great great for Schultz to reach that um, that landmark. It would be, and he currently sits at 77 on the top 200 list of all-time South Australian country goal kickers. So he could shoot up that list, and uh, thank you, Peter Lyons, for shooting us that intel, mate, because it just made us sound a lot smarter. <laughs> and you know, Titzel Hayter's talking about him like this as well. He, he doesn't like the the limelight or the spotlight or anything like that. He's just a fair dinkum country bloke who just goes about his footy every week. And he has been he has it's been a pleasure to watch him over the uh, you know my twenty years involved in independent football. And um, I wish him all the best and hopefully he gets that that flag this year. That's right. Let's hope. Uh, yeah, it all starts for the Bulldogs in round one. So let's come to the uh, the final game of the independent round, which is a. Uh, being held up at Pringer Oval and the Swans hosting the Roosters in the Battle of the Feathers up there, mate. Um, so, look, we we know Ramco are the measuring stick for Pringer. Um, a few uh, changes, uh, but still some exciting inclusions. Uh, we know with... Uh, with um, with the front Sam Fran coming back in, uh, so it could be uh, interesting one for the Swans to work out where they're at. Yeah, definitely, and they've they've been pretty fortunate. The, the, I know they've been working so hard just to try and uh, get some recruits to come in. In the past couple of weeks, they've been able to pick up um, uh, Brody Redpath from from Remark. Uh, I think he had last year off. He's moved to Adelaide now, but quality players played a lot of A grade football for the Rovers. He come across good mates with Pete Siddle. 
um, slot straight into their midfielder, even off half-back. And then Tyson Lindsay, um, who you know, kick-ons listeners would know, is sort of a, probably, I'm not sure what he's been doing the past couple of years, but a very, very talented um, footballer in, in his time. And um, he'll add some real class to their to their midfield setup or even on the wing as well. So they've picked up a couple late and may even, I'm hearing they may even pick up one or two more over the next couple of weeks. So um, they could be a bit of a, a smoky to, to rise up the ladder there. And But they've got, got the, uh, the tough challenge of taking on the Roosters, mate. Well, that's right, and it's a Roosters that have got Max Baddick uh, back in the fold as well, uh, joining up the front there with uh, Cade Muir. So it's going to be a very potent forward line that they've got to hold down, and uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see, see how this chemistry comes together for the Roosters. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're losing a few players, but then gaining a few, it's always a challenge, and, and being the reigning premiers as well. So um, Jamie will have some work ahead of him, but you know he's got the talent there, and, and he's a Fantastic coach, Jamie, and he's been there and done that. So I'm sure he'll be all over. I'm really looking forward to the battle between uh, the new Roosters Ruckman, Jack Parfitt, and uh, uh, Pringer Zach Fran, which will be an absolute cracker. <laughs> That's right, the one to watch. We love our Ruckman here on the Kick-Ons podcast, and that should be an absolute beauty. So um, well worth the admission alone. Yeah, so uh, get out there uh, this weekend and support your clubs because I'm sure all the host clubs – uh, in both the RFL and the Independents would love to see you out there, and especially supporting that big super round. So should be a great day's entertainment there. So let's motor along. Well, Dillo, as we teased earlier, we're welcoming a new addition to the Kick-Ons family. Uh, it wouldn't be a footy show without some expert comments from a former player. And this fella is an A-grade premiership player with the Rovers and was, maybe still is, uh, quite lethal from a Ford pocket. Uh, but he's also pretty handy with a cricket bat as well, and he's captain of the Blue Tongues. Uh, this fella is going to chime in with us for his take uh, on the word on the street, maybe some of the whispers around the huddles in Riverland football. He's none other than our whispering Jacko, Liam Jackson. Welcome to the Kick-Ons Podcast. Hey, boys, how you going? Yeah, well, well, We're mate. <laughs> it's great to have him online, too, because we, we know Jacko's of uh, Yap 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 podcast fame as well, and <laughs> him and uh, Zuma. Had a bit of a laugh and a bit of banter on there. So we've poached him from over there to the kick-ons and very excited to have him on board this year. That's it, mate. And I've got to say, big fan. I, I have listened on a over a, uh, a beverage uh, in the shed. Very, very entertaining podcast, mate. Love it. Yeah, that was something uh, me and Zuma did during during COVID and got a good laugh out of it. Um, yeah, well, actually, Zuma's a bit dirty on you, mate. Um, kicked 40 goals last year and didn't make team of the year. So, um <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, just shout out to the big fella who'll be, uh, on it. he's actually not playing this year, so, um, no, no, off overseas, isn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah, uh, very, very good. Well, he sits you up straight off the, uh, the bat there, Lionsy. I, I, I like know. that and I like what he's bringing to the show already. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Finally, a bit of perspective. Uh, so, <laughs> Well, mate, I'd, I'd just like to, uh, you know, just, uh, straight off the cuff, mate, um, like the l- last week, uh, it's been uh, quite an interesting time in uh, in AFL fo- football. And What do you think of this umpire dissent stuff, mate? Um, do, do you think you'd be able to handle it if you were playing AFL? Um, well, I'm probably better now than I was when I was a bit younger. Um, I'd, I wouldn't think there's many umpires around the place that in, enjoy me playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, probably had a bit too much to say when I was uh, younger and thought I knew everything. 
Yeah, I do remember a few occasions back when I coached in the under-13s, mate. You didn't mind uh, having a chat even back then. Yeah, yep. Uh, I think I got that from the old man. So <laughs> is, that, is that why you no. called it Yap, Yap, Yap? Uh, yeah, yeah. That was, that was just something Zuma used to say when he was on the beers because he only ever used to talk after two beers. So. <laughs> Very good, mate. So let, let's get into the Riverland footy stuff, mate. And, um, you know, you've had your finger on the pulse for a fair, fairly long time as far as Riverland footy goes. Who, who are some of the guys you're pretty excited about at each club this year that might not be necessarily be the star footballers, but um, somebody from you know a little bit of left field? Um, oh, yeah. Where do, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with uh, let's start with Barman Monash. We go out medical order, and um, obviously, yeah, young side there, and, and uh, yep. rebuilding nicely. Yeah, well, um, I was a bit stuck on this one because you got your you obviously got your, your Jake Smiths and your Butterworths and uh, Mason Middleton that um, guns, but um, mm. this year they've um, they've re-signed Matt Wucky and. Um, Small forward, uh, obviously got a bit of a soft spot there, but yeah. um, uh, I reckon he kicked four or five in a um, in a final to um, get the boys home a couple of years back. Um, mm-hmm. Travelled around and um, is, is back this year. From all reports, super fit. Um, so he'll be he'll be really exciting. Um, yeah, yep. so. we like that because you know you small forwards are going to look after after each other. You little fellas out there, and you it's a bit like you know Stephen Milne and those guys in the AFL. You got to look out like it's like a little club within the club, isn't it? Absolutely, There's a, there is a bit of Stephen Milne about young Wacky too. <laughs> he, he doesn't mind a bit of the yap yap yap. So <laughs> yeah, very good, mate. What about the uh, what about the demons? How how are they shaping up? You think? Um, I'm actually pretty excited about them because um, like obviously new coach. Um, their under 18s have been good for a long time. Um, uh, Jolly's got them uh, whipped into shape every, every year, um, but he's probably not left field at all. But um, Jason Wesley's got to be the got to be the one to watch there. Um, mm-hmm. Again, probably a not small, but a um, forward pocket, forward flank type player. Um, super exciting when he goes anywhere near the footy, something's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed watching him last year. I think he's a little bit injured last year, but um, yep. but yeah, pretty pretty exciting. Absolutely, yep. coming from uh, from back from Westies, obviously in the past couple of years, very handy addition. Yeah, I think they, they were pretty dirty to lose him too, uh, West Adelaide. So yep. um, yeah, that says enough about anyone that's <laughs> they want to keep. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's your thoughts on Loxton, mate? Luke Harder coming in. Um, do do you think that'll uh, make a big difference? And uh, like some of the issues of depth, do you think they've been addressed over the uh, off season? Well, they actually played a trial game against Pinaroo, who my brother plays for. So, I I jumped in the car and went down and had a look. And um, yeah, I dare say Luke Harder will make a big difference. Um, there wasn't too many blokes putting their hand up to stand in the hole after about <laughs> two minutes of footy. Uh, yeah, some some poor bugger stood in the hole and got absolutely poleaxed. Um, <laughs> And then uh, then went on ball and did a bit of a sweep and roll and he kicks at about sixty meters. Um, yeah, I reckon he'll make a make a huge difference. Um, sort of playing in a full ground zone like um, like nearly every club is these days. But um, yeah, I reckon Millard's going to be super important coaching on field, um, just setting things up, obviously. But, um, but yeah, Luke Harder, I reckon he's going to be he's going to make a big difference. 
See, that's, that's why we you. love this dude, Dilo. He's going out to matches and reporting back to us already. Like, this is fantastic. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's what you want, Linesy, as well, isn't it? You go, go out to a trial game and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I might just you know, just run around and, and get a few cheap kicks. And you got someone like Luke Hart who just comes out and bang, you're gone. Straight so, into it. <laughs> big, big hit to the back. Not ideal. <laughs> yeah, and uh, their neighbours are uh, Loxton North, mate. Plenty of uh, young guys getting around there. But, uh, look, uh, you, you think um, yeah, the wins are going to come this year? Oh, they can only go one way. Um, uh, obviously, tough year uh, last year, not not registering a win. But um, I think oh, their one woods just going to be Hample tapping down to Joel Worsfold. Um, Worsfold's probably one of the best uh, centre clearance players in in the comp. Uh, so um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, that can that can work for them, and they can get the ball forward, and um, they've got a bit of class up there. So. Um, I mean, hopefully they can yeah, get a f- few scores on the board. It's no one likes to losing. Um, playing for playing for Remark myself back when we were not much chop. Uh, yeah, it's, I reckon I I played out Locks North, and I reckon we got down by two hundred points. It feels like not that long ago, but um, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So not, no not one likes losing, but um, like Remark have showed now, like you can turn around. You've just got to stick with it. Yeah, absolutely, man. What about your old mob there? And obviously, you'd have a fair bit of insight there. Who are you liking there during the off season, mate? Um, the young tools, uh, super impressive. Um, just there's only you know, you've got Harry and um, Austin and Stockman, Charlton, um, all under twenty six, I reckon. Um, and then I reckon who I'm most excited about hasn't even played an A grade game yet, and that's. Um, uh, <coughs> sorry, voice. That's right, mate. Bit of a bit of the spicy cough. <laughs> uh, we, are now under, we are now under protocols for this week, so that's uh, yeah, yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. Anyway, you were saying uh, from, from Remark, you were pretty excited. Um, yeah, the, the bloke I'm probably most excited about uh, hasn't played an A grade game yet, and that's um, and that's Brody Rover. Um, he, I reckon, he comes second in the league medal. And um, and playing in a team that won by probably an average of eighty points last year, like that's pretty impressive. You've got lots of blokes stealing votes here and there, um, and yeah, especially like I said earlier with Zuma leaving, like um, losing someone that's kicking forty goals, um, he's he might be someone that can sort of fill that fill that role a little bit, um, can can take a high mark, can uh, run, and his field kicking is really good, so. Yeah, and excited about him. And Vates has obviously got him in mark for a couple of roles, but it sounds like he can probably slot into a few different positions. And and what about lastly, mate, Wakery, mate, the old rivals down there. You've had a good rivalry with them over the past few years. Uh, what are you liking about the Pies? Oh, I haven't had much of a rivalry with me. I don't. I don't get a touch from playing against them. <laughs> <laughs> so who's who's before we go? Who's the man that's been stopping you down there, down back? Oh, mate, Hoysler. <laughs> oh, down boy. Oh yeah, friend, friend of the show, um, mate. Yeah, he. Yeah, me, me and Zorn actually joked joke about him because he played on him a lot this year. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we were, we were calling him the, the caravan because he just hooks on the back and just <laughs> all that. Just, just there. Oh, I like that. He's, That's great. He's, just, he's a little bit stronger, a little bit faster. He's just a little bit better than me all round. So, um, so yeah, never, never got much of a kick against Wakery. Um, but anyway, it's enough about me being hopeless. Um, <laughs> um, 
yeah, well, obviously Bevan coming back's uh, really important to them. Um, real quarterback sort of role that he plays. Um, Cade Hilton and uh, Colbert, uh, both of those boys under 18s last year. Yeah, um, classy stuff. Yeah, like they they could come in and be and be anything. Like Cade Hilton could be the could be the best under 19 footballer in the Riverland. Um, and then yeah, if you're gonna go through all their good players, if you're sitting here for 10 minutes, because um, yeah, their top 10 is still still really good um, and really well coached as well. Beautiful, mate. That's a pretty good wrap there, Lindsay. What do you think? Yeah, mate, I, I think pretty comprehensive. I think we picked the right guy. So, yeah, Jacko, great stuff. Yeah, he's done his homework in the, in the preseason, which is very good, mate. That's it, yeah, yeah, and and racking up some kilometres there, which we like. So, yeah. Yeah, just a bit of fuel money would be good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the moment, mate, not the way the fuel prices are going. Yeah, that's <laughs> Your it, buckleys. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just something a bit lighthearted now, uh, mate. Look, um, what was your favourite footy trip and why? It was a footy trip the year we won the flag in uh, 2019. Um, I organised it, so that made it a little bit less enjoyable. But um, we we went to Brisbane and um, stayed at um, like Birdie's nightclub. It was uh, backpackers that turned into a nightclub at night and served $10 jugs, no, $10, two, $5 jugs. I can't remember. It wasn't, it wasn't much. Uh, um, and uh, from about 10 o'clock in the morning. So um, right in Fortitude Valley there. So, um, yeah, that was pretty good. Drink responsibly, of, of course, kick on uh, listeners. And, That's uh, right. Who, yeah, was oh, a, yeah. who was a standout uh, on that trip, LJ? Yeah. yeah, one jug between 10 blokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, David Strongman's always good on a good on a food Strongy. Trip. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, always, he's always in for, in for a crack. He's a fellow Brisbane Lions man. I got a lot of time for for Strongy. Yeah, he'll be pretty happy. He's got a shout out too, actually. Yeah, <laughs> good cool. stuff, mate. Well, well, Lionsy, uh, it's been. I think it's been a pretty successful debut. What do you think? I think he's done bloody well, mate. I think we should get him back again. I, I think so. What do you reckon, LJ? Bring you back, or you, or you've had enough of us already? <laughs> oh yeah, I can I can jump on again, mate. I'm. Um, yeah, I felt a little bit unqualified coming on here. Um, special comments went, yeah, I've done a whole lot myself. But <laughs> yeah, probably more qualified than either of us, mate. You've uh, you've been there and done that, so it's um, it's great to have you on board, mate. And yeah, uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again later on the year. Yeah, sounds next good. week, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might be run low on info by ne- next week. <laughs> Uh, all good, mate. We really appreciate uh, having a, 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 a recent player perspective and uh, also uh, let let Zuma know, uh, look, he could have been in with a chance for the team of the year this year because I don't have that gig anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let him know. He might try and get in the Canadian League. They, they play footy over there? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I'm I think sure. they do. Yeah, indeed, mate. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, thanks, mate, uh, for joining us uh, for your debut performance. Outstanding, mate. And, uh, yep, definitely back in the side. Right, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So it's that time that we uh, turn the spotlight onto women's football in the Riverland because uh, they're back as well this weekend for round one. So let's get to it. So joining us uh, is a foundation player of the Berry women's side who are the reigning premiers, in fact, 
three times over. They are the premiers. Uh, we heard she was hanging up her boots at the end of the grand final last year, but she's back again and uh, she's joining us uh, for a bit of a preview on uh, what's going on there at RFL headquarters with ladies. Dana Riddle, welcome to the Kick Ons podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Great stuff. Uh, now, you must be excited. Women's uh, football is uh, is here. It's back and so are you, which is great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think every year I say I'm going to retire. I'm not getting any younger, that's for sure, but um, I just love it too much, I think. To hang the boots up just yet? Yeah, I remember uh, interviewing Missy Blank at that um, just after the siren, and yeah. uh, you, you might have blindsided both of us. We were mid-interview, and you said, "That's it, hanging up the boots." <laughs> we were just <gasps> that like, game. That was an incredible game. It, it was. was. We had put so much into it, and it was. Wakery were incredible competitors, and we only just got there by a single point. So, I think when it was all said and done at the end, I was like, "Oh, this is too much." This is too much, but of course, no, I'm, I'm going to. You know, I'm I'm not the youngest out there. I'm 40 this year, um, but I'm loving every minute of it. So until we get enough of the younger ones coming through, I think I'll stick around for just a little while yet. Excellent. I've I've seen you all out there on Berry Oval training in in the heat during the preseason, and um, obviously you know doing the hard yards. I think you guys were probably the earliest team out on the track. So how are the Berry girls travelling at the moment, and uh, are you? sort of prime for this weekend you got your full squad that ready to go yeah well look we've we've got quite good numbers which is really good to see and um quite a lot of new faces which is also a fantastic thing so as i'm sure you can appreciate every year we lose a few players either to they go off to university or they're off getting jobs or they move away or even things like um starting families and and that sort of thing so it's been a little bit of turnover but we've had some really good new recruits coming out which we're really excited about so yeah numbers are looking good and i think we're really keen just to get going um into the 2022 season and see how things go yep and we've had three seasons of women's footy and uh no coincidence that uh, Berry have won three flags there. So what's uh, been the key to Berry's success uh, during this period? I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think the biggest thing for us is that um, women's footy um, in the Berry Football Club as a whole has really been embraced. And so the football club has really been super supportive of the women. And I think that's really helped um, us to succeed the way that we have. But having said that, um, you know, the other teams, like, we were very fortunate. We only won the grand final last year by a point. So the other clubs, they're not that far behind us. We're very fortunate and very lucky. So we're really keen to see what's going to happen this year because I think we're going to have our work cut out for us. Absolutely. And, of course, we had the under-15 girls comp this year, Dee, which your daughter played in, which I imagine yeah, would have been did. pretty exciting to see, see her out there having their kick with the girls. And what did you think of that? And do, do you see all-female football being played together in the future, a bit like the, was there like a carnival type atmosphere or where do you see um, where do you see women's football heading in, in the Riverland? Well, it was really fantastic to see so many girls come out for the under-15s. It was phenomenal. And the talent that is there that we didn't even know was there. Um, so that's really, really exciting to see. And as someone who's a little bit older, it was really, really great to see um, so many young young girls interested in playing, and a lot of the teams, particularly Wakery, Renmark, and Barmer, and even Berry, they were they had full teams. There were lots of girls really interested, and the talent there was fantastic. So, some really exciting things for Riverland football coming up. It would be great to see an under 15s competition going 
full time, I suppose. But that, I mean, it all takes time to build these things. But that's why we keep playing at the senior level. But I'm, I'm pretty confident that it won't be long before some of the old ducks like me. There might not be much room for us, yeah, you know, in a few years because there's some incredible talent coming through. That's for sure. Well, I'm sure they're going to benefit uh, from having your experience passed down to them as they come through the ranks. But uh, look, just just uh, sorry to put you a little bit on the spot here, but uh, want to talk a little bit more about um, the wider competition here. Uh, so who do you think will be the biggest challenger to the Demons this year? Because it's quite a mantle. Yes, it is. Um, look, it's it's really hard to say who our biggest challenge will be. I, I know that there's Wakery, of course, and we play them this weekend. So it's a grand final replay. And I know that they're keen to get back out there and, and give it a red hot go. And they've got some... Very strong players, young players, fast players, great players, actually. So it'll be really interesting to see um, how we go this weekend. But Renmark, again, um, Renmark is, are really good competitors. They always have a really strong team. Um, Barmer is the same. It's I'm probably sitting on the fence a little bit here, but, um, look, it's all clubs um, have got some really, really strong players. And we're starting to get to know each other better, so we're starting to – competition's getting getting better as well. We, we're getting to know who's who in the zoo and what people's strengths and weaknesses are, so we, we're starting to figure out a little bit of strategy as well. But I think um, for us, for Berry in particular, playing Wakery this, this week in round one is going to be a big thing for us because it's the first time we've seen each other since that narrow one-point decider in the grand final. Yeah, and it, uh, I love that. Who's who in the zoo? That That's a great term. <laughs> Love that, but you're right. Um, yeah, it, it has all the makings to be an absolute cracker contest this week. I remember watching the grand final last year, and um, may, maybe you could just uh, fill me in a little bit on how Barry's backline works because um, you can go anyone can go back to the GHS uh, website, and I'm pretty sure that the um, the stream is still up there to go back and watch this match because there was one of the key moments that I think uh, turned uh, this that game, uh, the Demon's I know way. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So, uh, so are you talking about um, Talissa Bromley? There was a Wakery player coming in. It was a sure goal and um, our fullback, Talissa Bromley, yeah. such courage. Oh. She just ran in and it was a big hit. And if she, she hadn't done that, if she hadn't put her body on the line, that would have been a goal for sure. And then that would have decided the game because there was only one point in it. So um, Talissa very bravely and courageously went out and it was a big, big hit. And I remember afterwards, after the hit, the, the ball spilled and I picked it up and we shot it out That's to the right, wing and yep. I turned around to check on Talissa and she goes, oh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and it did. It was a big hit, but that, that just shows like the dedication and the determination and the courage of some of our players. And, and Talissa in particular, who I play in the back with every week, she is a good, honest, strong player. And that I think that really was a key moment in that grand final. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And, and I, I knew what you were talking about before yeah, you even said you're it. you on the ball. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the beautiful thing about that, Lindsay, is that, that that sort of stuff there is – those memories from grand finals, those little moments that it might be a split second, but they're the things that people remember forever. So when you guys yeah. have your reunions and you know, at the nine years time, or you'd be having them three years in a row, but when you have those reunions, you'd be able to look back at the footage and you'd be able to remember that. And it's just something that you guys would be able to you know, reminisce over and it will stick with Talissa as well, I'm sure. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And 
Grouch Schwarzkopf just so happened to capture the shot as it happened. I and it was that. Like yeah. Incredible shot of impact. It was incredible. But yeah, no, that definitely sticks out for me as a highlight of that game for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember as an onlooker, um, it just had this parallel to me of, uh, you know, like that Leo Barry, you star moment. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was all. Absolutely. It, it was all or nothing effort that Talisa put, oh. put in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, fantastic. that's it. Absolutely. It yep. was really, really brilliant. And, you know, just on that grand final, it was, what a game. Like, how incredible. And that we had come back to play at Berry because we'd finished a couple of percent ahead of Wakery, but there had been no games played at Berry all day. But in spite of that, the crowd and the support mm. and just the atmosphere was insane. And I knew then that like, this, this is really going to be something. People can really get behind this. Yeah. I and think I that think was a bit that, of the worry there, wasn't it, that we were, how is women's football going to go as a standalone Event, but you, you girls, you know, putting on, putting on a great show all year, and then having that fantastic game, and the crowd coming to watch it just showed that you can. Oh, absolutely! And look, we the first season we played the five rounds, and it was just sort of building momentum. And then we had that was in two thousand and eighteen, and then in two thousand and nineteen, we had gained momentum again, and it was a really strong season. And unfortunately, we had COVID, and sort of that stuck a pin in things. So last year we were sort of trying to build that up again. So we're hoping that this year we're going to sort of regain some of that momentum and carry it on from there. So it's really exciting to see um, where women's football is going to go on the Riverland. It's still in its infancy, but I really do believe there's some big things coming and having a look at those under 15s, there is some big talent coming through, which is wonderful to see. Yep. Fantastic. Well, we uh, wish you all the best uh, for this season, Dana, and we hope that <laughs> momentum keeps rolling on uh, for, for women's football and for the Berry Football Club because uh, it's a rare feat going uh, a three-peat and looking at maybe a fourth. But uh, let's let's see what happens this season. But we wish you all the best and thanks for joining us on the Kick-Ons podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really fun. And, look, you know, it is, it, it is a wonderful honour to have won three grand finals in a row, but... It's, it'll be someone else's turn at some point and that's going to be exciting to see as well. But, um, yeah, just be ready for me to say at the end of next season, no, I'm done. I'm retired. <laughs> right. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, but not just yet. Okay. Thank you for joining us, Dana. Great Thanks, stuff. guys. Dana Riddle from the Demons joining us there. And, Dillo, it was great to hear that she just latched straight on to that moment with uh, Talissa Bromley down there uh, in that, that key moment in the grand final, wasn't it? Oh, she was all over it, absolutely. She yeah. knew exactly what you were talking about. And um, it's just great to hear her passion for female football in general, you know, and she's been one of the key drivers of it within the footy club and not just the club but the league as well. So um, great to have her on. I reckon we'll definitely get her back on the uh, on the podcast at some point later on in the year. Well, we should also uh, put a bit of spotlight on what's going on in the B grade because uh, their season kicks off too and we like to share the love here on the Kick-Ons podcast. So, uh we're going to catch up uh, with Josh Nelson next. He's a three-time Loxton North A-grade premiership player and the current B-grade coach. So he's going to give us a bit of an insight on what's going on down there at Panther Park. Uh, Josh, welcome to the Kick-Ons podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. There we go. We got him. The technology has caught up with us. So, Did you get me? Yeah, we got you, mate. Yep, no worries. Stick with us. No. <laughs> so, mate, another season and another I'm year. I'm back at North here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, another season and another year as coach uh, for North B grader. Uh, how are things uh, sitting at Panther Park as we speak? Uh, yeah, yeah, good. It's obviously uh, it's a little bit different to uh, playing Ago footy and expectations, I suppose. Um, I hired high, 
hold high expectations for players and whatnot else. And um, moving back into B grade and was going to try to play and and, and coach as well. It's um, yeah, it's it's got its challenges um, as every B grade coach probably is aware of. But it's it's about the fun and the enjoyment and um, obviously trying to string some wins together as well as a club. And um, yeah, it's probably for those obviously. Guys that are trying to play A grade footy um, don't quite make it, or those back end B graders that have been playing for years and um, are happy to have a kick and a catch with their mates and yeah, have some fun along the way. Of course, as um, you have the issues this year, like all coaches with COVID, it will certainly probably test out the B grade coaches uh, across the state more, probably more than anyone, um, given you know, the way way the uh, clubs are set up so I imagine you're already planning to spend most of your Friday nights on the phone you know trying to get players across the line and and registering everything ready for for a Saturday mates and um how do you handle that sort of of pressure I mean that's a big part of the big grades coach's role isn't it yeah it it is it's um obviously yeah it's it's commitment from guys these days is uh it's few and far between really uh guys gone the days when guys just come out and play footy for the love of it and enjoy it and now it's, it's a bit harder for those guys to come out and play footy so um, yeah it's just a challenge that we've got to deal with and we've got a good coaching group we, we, can, we can work with um, with Sherps and uh, Ben Miller and the under 18s that yeah we can all work together and hopefully uh, with good good numbers that we've got at the club at the moment um, we can work work together and get those numbers on the park and, and fronting up each Saturday I suppose but yeah definitely there's a few uh, text messages, messenger messages, phone calls from sort of Wednesday onwards through to Friday, trying to get guys involved and, and keen to play on a sad day. So, yeah, just one of those challenges. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, working with Sherps uh, with, the, with the A grade there. Look, um, over the preseason, do the, the A's and the B's and, and I guess the 18's, do they all work together in a training group, do they? Yeah, so we, so we did. So we started pretty early this season um, into preseason. Uh, probably... We, we do work together um, as one. We've just split up. The under-18s have split up to um, a separate night just to have their own space. Um, but we, when uh, through the COVID, through the COVID first part of, I think that was 2020 before our season got canned, I think that was, uh, we actually started training as, as separate groups. So that's something we brought towards pre-season. We were going to bring towards pre-season at the start, which worked quite, worked quite well because the numbers were less of, um, so we could plan a few more things, which, yeah, it coincided. And, yeah, but with good numbers, it's, uh, yeah, it's always a fun night on the track. We've, yeah, makes things good. Absolutely, mate. It's a very, um, I know I always found Locks North as a very unique sort of football club, but even the atmosphere out there, is, it's, um, it's a little bit more, I don't want to say rowdy, but a bit more jovial out there, isn't it? And, What's it like playing out at Panther Park, being one of the you know, the home team players and having that great support from your, your supporters out there? Oh, it, it's awesome. Um, as I said, like as you just said, then um, a lot of most of the guys that we're training with are locals. We're having forty plus on the track on on a Thursday on a night. Um, so, and it's obviously a mixture of age groups from sixteen year old kids up to well, Piglesano was probably the eldest one there at forty. So. Um, there's a fair range and, and that's what we try to pride ourselves on is come out and train and have some fun, joke around if you want because that sort of enthusiasm sort of peps people up if they're down, I suppose. And, and it's a good escape route, I reckon, for for guys to escape from work, escape from families, 
not to, that you're trying to, but um, it's just a release, I suppose, more than anything. And that's the best thing about footy. So, and then obviously you can roll into a into the footy club rooms um, and walk up to anyone you want to in that area, and, and they'll have a chat with you in a chin wagon. Yeah, that's good fun about it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, like you said, it's a lot more fun. In fact, you know, uh, the A grade is just the end credits to the main event, which is the B grade, uh, in my view, I reckon. Um, you know, <laughs> tend to it's it's a fun game. They tend to take it a little uh, less seriously, but. Um, look, j- just in your team, what are some of the characters that really embrace, you know, being a resi? Oh, it's a tough one. You put me on the spot then. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I look now, it's it's hard to spot guys out. Um, but I having, I've got good mates playing bigo footy, which I'd love to keep playing bigo footy, but some just don't want to stick their hand up. But like Ryan Proud, I love playing with him. He's he's a fair joker and, and loves around. You might be surprised. He might play some A grade games. He's got himself pretty fit this year. Um, we've got. A, and I will look back this and now I've um we've got a new lad to the club. It's his name's Peter Jealous. Um he's rolled in this season and he our first trial game he rocked up with a full cut up uh, container of watermelon. I thought, Oh, here we go. And then the second trial game he rocked up with a full carton of beer and an esky. I thought, he is a true resi footballer. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he was it. I, I had I hadn't seen it before. R- ripping name as well, Pe- Peter Jealous, did you say? Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> we'll have to keep an eye for him, Lonzi. I reckon he might be a bit of a favourite <laughs> of the Kick-Ons podcast. Could well um, be. Bino, you've been around footy a long time, mate. What's the what's the funniest thing you've seen or heard on or off the footy field? I imagine there would have been plenty over the years for you. Yeah, you obviously put this to me earlier and you didn't give me enough time and my memory is shocking. So, <laughs> um, I... I I, I still look back to probably one of my first A-day games uh, we played at Wakery. I reckon I got a late call up because Vandal got um, he was injured and didn't get to the, or didn't make the game. So I think it was around two thousand six, seven or something like that. I remember standing on, well, I think it might have been, or he was on me or whatever it was. Uh, it was Shane Stevens and I was a bit tubby about those days. By my first game, he just told me, "You need to get back up into the canteen, mate, and keep eating a few pies." So <laughs> <laughs> I still had a bit of a laugh about that. Um, he wouldn't remember it, but those two. Those two boys used to sling a bit of stuff. Um, so that was one. And obviously, uh, it's probably not a, a funny one, but in 2018 when we played Wakery at, um, at home and Wakery obviously hadn't, lo- hadn't lost a game for a couple of years and we ended up getting over them by uh, obviously too many on the field for them. So that was a bit of a funny moment for us. Obviously, yeah. a game that we got belted. We got belted, obviously, 100 points the first game against them and then I think we got that again in the last game of the season, so it was good to get a win. <laughs> so, so how does that feel as, a, you know, as a, you know, you're going after the game and you've got the win, but you, you sort of, you haven't really, and do you celebrate afterwards or is it just, I don't know, that, that's a, oh, I imagine it'd be very odd. Yeah, I don't think I was playing that day, but I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they sung the song, um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a surreal feeling knowing that you've won the game, obviously with too many on the field, so, and a game you probably you're going into the game knowing that you probably weren't going to win either. Yeah. I remember it happened to Redmark uh, quite, a, quite a few years back as well, Lionsy. It might have even happened to the Rovers twice. And um, I reckon one was against when they were playing as Berry, coached by, by Rodney Hankin, and there might have been another one a few years prior to that as well. So it has happened quite a bit in the Riverland, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, Josh. Uh, there. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. I just got <laughs> away by that story. I was like... 
Yeah, trying to process it all. Look, Josh, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the uh, Kick-Ons podcast for the first time, mate. And, uh, yeah, all the best and uh, enjoy your footy this year with the Panthers once again. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Thanks for having me on. All the best for the year as well. Josh Nelson there from Loxton North giving us his take of the B-grade season ahead. We've been pumping this one up. He's finally back. We can reveal it all uh, because, you know, he's been missing from the Riverland football landscape for too long and we're glad that we've got him because, you know, when I'm out and about in the Riverland, I like to know where the best place is to go for that old pub favourite, the schnitty, mate. And I just wish there was someone out there, you know, like a schnitzel expert that could review all the best ones. So, you know, I know where to go. He's here and he's even got his own tune. Pomadillo, Pomadillo, they call him Pomadillo. Down the pub book of fame, um, he knows a place to go to. Pomadillo, Pomadillo, just what's a Pomadillo? He's the one who'll find you a tasty wiener schnitzel. Hello, schnitzel lovers. It's a uh, schnitzel. Ma- uh, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> it's your boy Pomadillo coming to you over the airwaves on on the Kick Ons podcast. Uh, I've been in hibernation of sorts, Lindsay. Oh, if you can call. Sitting at home in my underwear, eating cheese and, and yelling at kids on Call of Duty hibernation. I even started an OnlyFans account. It's just me farting to the tune of the Adelaide Crows theme song. I don't seem to be getting any hits though, except for this one weird guy who goes by the name Pete Saff123, strange unit. Anyway, it's time to get back into the swing of things and review some of the region's top schnitzels because let's face it, i got f- all else to do. Right, so I ventured out to the Pringer Hotel or the Red Dog Saloon, as it's known to locals, on Easter Sunday to break bread with a few of the lads. A couple of sneaky pints, a couple of bets were had before I decided it was time to fill up this fat gut of mine with the finest cuisine known to man, a schnitty, of course. And I went for my favourite, the Chicken Kilpatrick. Now, Pringer Hotel, they don't muck around lines you with any of this cheese on the Kilpatrick sauce nonsense. Of course, the most ingre- important ingredient is the the worst the walkest shit the what the I don't know how to say it, but I know how to eat it. And the best thing about the Red Dogs Kilpatrick sauce is the creaminess. It's like mother's milk. This stuff. In fact, if more people drank this stuff as a kid, we'd have less flaming drongos out there and more dead set legends like me. The schnitty arrived nearly instantly, even quicker than it takes old Jakey Smith to get his big paw up for a don't argue when in range of an incoming tackle. And this bloody thing was massive. Luckily for yours truly, I had an appetite to match. A healthy serving of chips on the side, with a few underneath much to my annoyance, but they were bloody nice, salted perfectly and not overcooked. They were f***ing mint, boys. I ordered mine without salad, of course, because you don't win friends with that shit. But for those that are that way inclined, the Red Dog does have a generous veggie and salad bar. I believe the crumb mushrooms are a popular choice. I'll give it a 10 for taste, 9 for size, 8 for value, 6 for the chips. Took a couple of points off for the few being under the meat. An overall a score of 33 out of 40. Anyway, after I licked my plate clean and knocked off for another pint, I was feeling like my old self again. So a big night was had with the lads and we were even driven home by the pub's owner, Jared, on the hotel's courtesy bus. He even took us through the Macca's drive-thru. Given I'd eaten a massive schnitzel on the hours prior, I didn't get anything. All right, you got me, you do good and bastards. I got a triple cheeseburger and a six-pack of nuggets as well. See you next time, legends. In all his glory, behold the Palmadillo. The man has delivered for us here on the Kick-Ons podcast, Dillo. He sounded a bit like Darren Lockyer, didn't he? He did. Uh, a, you know, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I 
found it, it, it sounded quite sexy, I thought, but, you know, each to their own. <laughs> it's, it sounds like he's uh, in in fine form at the, at this point in time and, and what a comeback it is. Absolutely. Great to have him back in, in the uh, the Riverland uh, eatery landscape and we'll, I'm sure we'll hear more from him over the next, uh, well, next well, throughout the season. If there's any eateries out there, any fine uh, establishments that would like the uh, the Palmadillo to come visit, just give us a yell and we'll make sure he comes comes and gives you a, a little bit of a visit. That's right, because like the song says, down the pub or cooked by your mum, he knows the place to go to. So. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind going around to a few mum's houses as well if, if that's uh, if that's what they want. <laughs> Well, there we go. The Palmadillo is back in full flight. And uh, what a way to close out round one of the Kick-Ons podcast for season 2022. It's been a great ride, Dillo, and this is just the start of it, mate. So uh, can't wait uh, for a big season ahead. Bloody oath, bring on round one and uh, look forward to catching up with you next week to debrief on all things footy. Remember, you can uh, download the Kick-Ons podcast. You can get to us through Spotify, Apple Podcasts or hit us up on the Marks Up Facebook page. And uh, look, we're always looking for sponsors and we've got to keep feeding this Palmadillo bloke. So we need all the support we can get. So we'll catch you next week on the Kick-Ons podcast.